0: Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. Leaders who don't understand what it means to have white space, and by white space, I don't mean some kind of racial thing, I mean like the blank space around the outside of a page. <clears throat> when graphic designers design any kind of image, they have what's called white space. Authors, copywriters, they do the same thing. People who lay out books. In fact, the the greatest sign of an amateur for a self-published book is the fact that they try to go all the way to the edge. They leave no margin around the outside of the edge. In the world of printing, where I came from, we used to call that the live edge or the living edge. That's where, if you got too close, the cutting, the paper could shift just a little bit and you might cut the words off. Well, the same thing happens in the mind of a leader who doesn't allow for guarded space, white space, blank space, guarded time to plan and think. And that's what I wanna talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I can tell you from my own experiences what it's like to have that moment just before you take the platform, step up in front of the committee, have to meet with a very important client Lay out a business plan or lay out a financing plan for the bank, a lender, or the board. And when you're getting ready to do that, getting prepared to do that, just about to do that, it seems like that's the moment in time that the cat gets run over by the neighbor's teenage son. And all of a sudden there's tons of drama that floods into your life and you have to explain to yourself... Time to compartmentalize. That's a hard word to say. Easy thing to do if you know how to do it. Natural for men, not so much for women. Generally speaking, we're not wired that way. But to compartmentalize means to separate the drama from the moment. As an EMT, first responder, police officers, firefighters, security details... They have to do the same thing, but only on a higher level because they've got to block out everything in the world except the task that's immediately at hand because lives are on the line. Lives will depend on the decisions they make in this moment. And if they can't block out, the electric bill is going to be three days late. If they can't forget about the fact that they forgot to print that one last thing before they left the station. If they can't leave out of mind the things that are not necessary in the moment, it will eat them up. Now, it's true of everybody and everybody at a different level has kind of the same problem. And that is, if we can't focus on the task at hand, then we can't do justice to the task at hand. I know when I train speakers, one of the things that I help them to focus on is the ability to pre-prepare for all of the stories that you're going to use. And I'll tell you, even still, there's a, there's a dichotomy. When you see someone like a John Maxwell, and John Maxwell says, says it in almost all of his books, walk slowly through the crowd. Now, it's a human relationships principle. It's a great plan to be able to walk through the crowd and introduce yourself to people and be very human with the people in the crowd as opposed to being that tunnel vision celebrity with blinders on who comes from the back of the platform and steps out on the platform and does their thing it goes back to the back of the platform and everybody's like wow we don't even get to say hi we we don't get to shake hands or take a selfie with them and so there's a, a dichotomy there because some people feel like if i don't guard that space if i don't guard that time if i don't hide behind stage before i go on stage then All of the things that I've been rehearsing in my mind, everything that I plan to say, all the energy that I'm mustering up for myself, everything that I'm doing to be able to step on the stage, take the microphone and do the very best delivery I can will all be derailed by the number of people in the crowd who have something to say. They wanna tell me how their grandmother was so touched by the story that I told the last time I was on stage or they wanna tell me about how their sister and they keep fighting and they wanna know what advice I have to fix that. Or they wanna know, Do you see where I'm going? these, These distractions, these interruptions, these conversations, they shouldn't be relegated to unimportant. Because to your customer, to your client, to the people that you're leading, they are far from unimportant. In fact, in their mind's eye, that issue, that problem, that challenge, that drama, that moment is so important that they have gone out of their way to come to you to get a solution to that problem. They believe you have the answer they're looking for. And as a leader, a person who influences others, you might have some insight that would save them a lot of pain and heartache and possibly even save them time and money. And that's why they come to you. That's what they're hoping to get from you. The challenge for many of us as leaders is that we get distracted by those conversations. We allow that conversation not just to be in the moment and say, well, let me share some quick advice for you. Let me, let me pray for you. Let me, let, me, let me point you in the direction of the right resources to solve that problem. And no, instead, we, we find ourselves in the problem with them. When we find ourselves dealing with the problem, we get so wrapped up in helping them that we forget that we came here with a task to do. And it wasn't about that individual per se. It was about the whole crowd. It wasn't about just the crowd. It was about moving them to the next level. It was about providing them with something that will actually, literally transform their lives. And it's easy to get caught up in the helping at the lowest level. I mean, mean the immediate level. And when we do that, we find ourselves kind of stuck in the place of saying, "I, I need to help them. I want to help them. I I have to provide them some kind of solution. That's why I'm here. That's why they came to be a part of what I'm doing. But if I stop to serve every individual one of them, then I miss the opportunity to serve all of them. The hardest part of that, too, is that we feel like we've failed when we let anyone down. If we're going to present to the board and we know that we've got to hit the targets of everything that they expected in that RFP, we know that they expect excellence from us, the highest level, all of the data, all of the information. And we've done our homework and we're prepared and we step in front of the board with all the information that they're requesting, or maybe it's the client or maybe it's the therapist or maybe it's your spouse. And you've come with all of your arsenal of details. And in the last minute, it comes to mind that you left out a piece. And it's an important piece. You should have should have put it there on page one. And you forgot it. Does that allow your mind to completely lose track of everything? Can you insert that space in there? Without shuffling the whole deck? Is your mind prepared to do that? See, one of the things that I coach my clients on is that dichotomy between how do I walk slowly through the crowd and not forget all of the things that I want to present? How do I protect myself from all the distractions and all of the derailments and all of the new conversations, the as some would call it, the tyranny of the urgent? How do I move past that and with integrity deliver what I came to deliver? Well, that's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. So the question is, how do you do it? Well, the first thing I want you to know as a presenter, as a leader, when you're making that presentation, this is going to sound really, really weird, but it's absolutely true. Nobody cares about your story. They don't. Your story to them is a drill bit. They didn't come to get your story any more than you go to Home Depot to buy a drill bit. No, they They came to get a solution to a problem they have, and your story is an arrow on the wall that points to the solution they're looking for. It's the drill bit that provides the way for them to find the thing that will solve the problem that they have. If you're walking to the front of the room, the platform, the boardroom, the conversation with a significant other, and you realize that along the way things have distracted you, things have derailed what you're talking about, Sometimes it's wise to use those things as additional elements of your presentation. Sometimes it's wise to completely ignore those things, compartmentalize them, set them aside. And that doesn't mean they're unimportant. It just means they don't fit here now. Well, creating the blank space, the white space to plan and to think, a leader has to be able to do that. Here's what I highly recommend. Have that as a buffer zone both before and after you prepare. If you can find a place to be isolated and allow your thoughts to run through everything that you're about to say and do, even better. But don't wait until the five minutes before, the two minutes before that presentation to do that. You should have been doing that for days ahead of that. You should have been so prepared that even if there was a massive explosion two blocks down the street, you could still step to the platform, step to the boardroom, walk into that conversation, and be fully prepared to present your case, present your ideas, offer your solutions at the highest level of excellence. If you haven't prepared yourself that way so far in advance that it will simply be second nature by the time you get there then you're doing your audience, you're doing your crowd, you're doing those you serve a disservice. Take the time to get very familiar with what it is that you want to say. Take the time to get very familiar with what it is that you want to produce in them and for them. How will you move them to this next state of expectation? How will you offer them a solution that they've never heard before? Or even if they've heard it 10,000 times from 10,000 other people, they'll hear it from you in a way that they think, that's the best form of that solution i've ever heard and see these are the questions that you're going to have to run through on your own and you're going to have to run through them long before you take the moment to walk this stage and see that's the magic that john maxwell brings having almost 60 years of walking to the front of the room having studied speakers communicators all the way back actually growing up with guys like robert schuler listening to them deliver their magic touch moments from the front of the room zig Ziglar in his heyday Having watched those things, John Maxwell has prepared himself, not for hours, not for minutes before the presentation, but for decades before. And because that's true, he's so well prepared on the content, so well prepared on the stories, so well prepared on the points that he wants to make, that when he walks to the front of the room, he could have walked through a pile of spaghetti And gotten it all over his clothes and still step to the front and involve that moment in a story that he was already planning to tell that's already been rehearsed. He's that good. When you're a good presenter, when you're a good communicator, you have the ability to take the most recent incident and wrap it into something you'd already planned to say, to make it sound like, to make it feel like, and to make it deliver as an immediate reality Embedded in an ancient truth Now you're becoming a master of communication now you're becoming a masterful leader now you're becoming someone who can take those bedrock truths like volcanoes are hot and tie them in with today's news and make it relevant in a way that people can walk away and say That was the answer I was looking for That's the solution I needed But if you don't take time as a leader to create that white space that blank space at some point in your day to think, to prepare, to plan before the moment on the stage, before the moment in front of the board, before the moment with your significant other happens, then you won't be prepared when that moment happens. And any little distraction, any large or small dramatic moment or traumatic moment between you and that platform will derail your message. And you will do a disservice where you expected to provide a service. Take the time as a leader to find your white space, your, your time to plan, and your time to think, and you will find yourself significantly more valued to those that you serve. I'm J. Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.
1: Hi, my name in Jay Lauren's story power Masterclass. it was amazing I took away so much information um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many many years ago is the call to action I will use that with every speaking engagement and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings and he is a true professional and I know this this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at nine. And then the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already. And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it. I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling. And I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything. And I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren. But uh, it was totally worth my time.